Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Africans of Sports. I'm Chris Kosizi Strong, and on this episode, we travel to snowy Poland to sit down with Nigerian professional boxer Izu Ogono. Izu's story is super fascinating. He's a Nigerian who grew up in Poland. Facing racism throughout his life, he overcame the obstacles. He became a great boxer, a great kickboxer, and is now on his way to becoming a great MMA fighter. Check it out right here on Africans of Sports. All I was doing was watching videos of fighting, fighting, training, looking for people I could spar, looking for where I could fight. That was all that was in my mind, you know. My roots will always be Nigerian, and that's, you know, when I went back to Nigeria after 22 years, man, 22 years it took me. I landed and I touched the land, I say, Niger. What's up, African sports fans? Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Chris Kosizi Strawn, and today we're coming to you from freezing cold and snowy Poland. I'm excited about this one today because I get to dive into the mind of Nigerian boxer, world champion kickboxer, and now MMA fighter, Izu Ogono. What's going on, bro? Nice to meet you, bro. Nice to meet you too, so man. Good, How you so doing? Good. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing nice, well. Nice, I got to see you do your thing over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just learning, you know, I'm just taking my first steps in, uh, in this uh, mixed martial arts, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I see. You, you look like you're having fun out there. Yeah, I am. You know, it's, uh, it's very challenging. At the same time, it's just new things. At the end of the day, it's still fighting, so it's my main passion, and I'm happy that I'm making the transition. Um, therefore, you know, I have, I have uh, what I had earlier, my kickboxing, my boxing, you know, mm -hmm. and now I'm learning the grand game and um, learning new things, so it's really exciting for me. I'm excited for you too, man. I've been here for two days. Mm -hmm. I've been looking around, and I haven't seen too many black people. <laughs> so, I want to know, what made your parents come to Poland? Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I've been asking my parents this question. As I was growing up, I was like, you know, I was looking around, and I was like, I mean, something went horribly wrong here. I mean, like, you know, I tried to ask my parents the question, like, why are we here? You know, it's like, oh, we came here because we wanted to study. And I was like, yeah, but why are we here? You know, same question. So the thing is that my father came uh, to Poland, um, was it uh, late 70s? Yeah, late 70s or early 80s. Um, at that time, Poland was still a communist country. And he came here to study. He had a chance either uh, studying medicine back in Nigeria mm -hmm. or studying navigation. He's, uh, he's a sailor. Polish, uh, Poland had a very good schooling system. They still do. And uh, just years ago, I got to know that my father had a chance of actually going to, to England. And he was like, you know, oh, daddy, like, you know, it's all, I just chose Poland because you couldn't, you couldn't uh, get your master's in England at that time. Something like that. Right. And that's why, why he chose Poland. And after that, you know, living here for a couple of years, he went back to Nigeria. Obviously, he tried his uh, luck here with the Polish women, but it didn't work out for him. Yeah. So he went back to Nigeria. And he married back in his, in his village, and he got married to my mom. He brought her over here. My mom also studied um, in Poland. So now we have two Nigerian parents right. who are actually, you know, having children. I have four sisters. Nice. And all of us, we are all born here in, uh, in Poland. Wow. So, yeah, that's the story. People usually go like, oh, okay, so they're like, they hear me speak Polish, right? And they're yeah. like, ah, oh, uh, okay, all right. Um, 
so who is Polish? Your mom or your dad? You know, like, <laughs> none, like of none of them. You know, so like, how did this happen? You know, <laughs> and then again, for example, if I meet. Warsaw is a little bit different because you'll still see more black people in the, this part of Poland. Okay. Um, but a lot of times they'll be like, oh, yeah, where are you from? And I'll be like, uh, I have to answer that one, right? So I'm, I'm from Nigeria, but yeah. actually I was born here, you yeah. know? And they said, no kidding, man. No, <laughs> no way. You know, they're like, they're trying to think how did I go through all the process. Actually, Poland is a lovely place to, to live, you know? And, um, and it's my home, you know, it's my home. I enjoy being here. I represent Poland when I fight. Hmm. I did that as a kickboxer, as a boxer, and I will continue to represent this country. Uh, not forgetting about my roots, obviously. Right. So, you can't you know, forget that. That's what we're yeah, here for. Very, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy to have you guys here and, you know, hear my story. Bro, it's a pleasure to be here, man. <laughs> Tell me what it was like growing up here in Poland with two Nigerian parents. You, I know you guys did things the Nigerian way. How was that? Um, I would say partly the Nigerian way because ah. uh, there is no way, there's no escaping from the um, outside environment. The first thing was that we didn't really, you know, as we went out, we, we wanted, you know, we wanted to speak Polish. We didn't get a while we had to speak English at home. And, you know, my parents would still speak to us in the native dialect. Yeah. And we didn't enjoy that, you know, like we want to be like other kids. All kids want to be like other kids. Right. You know, that's how, what it is. And um, so it used to be a problem. But my parents, you know, kept pressing and um, which I'm very grateful to them for. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we had we had a, had a very loving home uh, at the same time. Like uh, like I say, the outside environment wasn't very um, it was challenging. It was challenging. Back in the imagine. days, Poland was, uh, you know, they used to have a lot of, I don't want to talk about racism, but you had this movement of skinheads, which mm. was pretty big in Poland, you know? Yeah. And they didn't like me, you know? They didn't like blacks. They didn't like lots of people, you know? They didn't like long hair, you know? They just didn't like any different, you know? Mm. Uh, so, so that was problematic to me uh, growing up. So I had to fight. Even like when I was 11 years old, 12 years old, I was already tall, you know? So yeah. I was... And now go out, I'll be fighting guys 17, 18, you know, wow. 25 and stuff like that. So looking back at it, it was, it was really rough. And um, I'm from Gdańsk. I lived in one part of the Gdańsk, one part of Gdańsk. That's where I lived from when I was nine years old. And because my parents didn't want to, you know, they felt they felt they want to, they don't want to change my school because like people knew me in my school. So, you know, obviously I was the only black, sorry, my sister and yeah. I were the only black kids. So they knew us, you know, once they got to know us, everyone was friendly because it's like that. Usually people just don't know, they don't understand. That's why they, you know, they might have uh, some, um, you know, some, some opposition or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so they didn't want to move schools for us, but because of that, I had to, every day I would be traveling all of Gdansk, which took me about 45 minutes to get to school. So all my ways to school and all my way back to school, that's where I had the biggest problems for years, you know, hmm. fighting, um, all kind of, you know, crazy things, you know. But to be honest, I have to say that I was very lucky and, uh, you know, I never got, you know, of course I got into fights. I, you know, I got my ass whooped. I whooped some people, you know. So it's like normal stuff, you know. I didn't get stabbed. I didn't get, yeah. you know, I didn't end up in the, I didn't end up uh, in, uh, in the hospital. Yeah, straight hands. So you understand, you yeah. know. You know, there was blood a couple of times and stuff like that. But, you know, like that sometimes. at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good, you know, yeah. emotionally. It was hard going through all of that. 
Um, but, you know, I think I was still lucky enough and it still benefited me at the end of the day. Speak about the emotional aspect, aspect of that. What did it do for you? Well, I think it made me, it made me stronger from one side. I think, uh, but it also, I, I had to search a lot because the, the main thing was that I didn't understand why, you know, if you are five years old and someone tells you, you know, go back to your country, go back to Africa, and you actually didn't come from anywhere, mm. you know, it's like, you know, you can't even voice it out saying like, you know what, like, I live here, I've been here, here, you know, I'm from here, you know, you can't say it because you, you, you just don't really understand why they would act, you know, the way they are. Mm -hmm. And um, so for a long time, I was just angry, you know, I just had this anger in me and um, it took years, it took years for me to be uh, able to vocalize it and, yeah. and myself understand what was making me so angry. And, you know, like I've been to different places in the world and that also gave me a different um, outlook and a different perspective. Like, you know, I lived in uh, close to you guys in, uh, in Las Vegas. I stayed oh, nice. there for, for, for two years about, mm -hmm. you know, I lived for a while flying in and out in New Zealand and stuff like that. So it also made me appreciate Poland uh, way more because it really shaped me into the person that I am mm -hmm. today. At the same time, I've got into a stage, you know, I'm 33 years old now, mm -hmm. and I just came back from Nigeria, and I'm rediscovering my roots because uh, at the end of the day, we need all these, you know, uh, puzzles to be, I would say, complete. So, yeah. so I'm, working, I'm working on it, you know. What are these new discoveries you found? Obviously, you know, like I say, no matter what, if I, if I call myself, like in, in Poland, People love, you know, hearing that uh, I represent Poland. They like hearing that, okay, that um, that I'm black Pole and stuff like that. Because it is kind of what I'm. I can't just say, you know, I'm Nigerian yeah. because I can't. Because yeah, you were you born know, here. I was born here, you Raised know. Here. And uh, if I just say I'm Polish, well, uh, you know, but you're well, black you kind of don't look. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm a black Polish man. Yeah. And. Um, that's cool. but, but at the same time, my roots will always be Nigerian. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, when I went back to Nigeria after 22 years, man, 22 years it took me to get. I'm very, very happy. I got, I went there. I went with my, with my younger sister mm -hmm. and um, I landed and I touched the land. I say, Niger. Yeah. My, my papa's land, you know, uh -huh. I, I felt I felt very welcomed. I felt like I don't need to do anything. I don't need to prove anything. You know, I just landed and I'm home. You understand? I, so it was it was a good feeling. It was a very, very good feeling. And um, I, I kind of came back from there relaxed and very motivated. Mm. Yeah. I saw my grandma, you know, it was it was very you know, emotional. Yes. Yeah, so much love, you know, yeah. from people who, you know, when you're here, you know, you're just, you know, rushing, trying to do your things, trying to, um, you know, achieve things and do things. Okay, once I get there, once I do this, and there I just went and I felt like, man, it's, you know, sometimes we just need to slow down and appreciate what we have and where we are yeah. and, you it's know, important. and where we're from. You know, it's like so cherish, cherish the, 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 you know, the, the little things and the, the most important things, honestly, the most important things. So it was good. What was your favorite part about that trip home? Um, the weather. Yeah. <laughs> the food. Mm. I enjoy the food. Like, you know, back at home, everything's organic, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you get fish, it's organic. You know, you get uh, suya, 
um, which is uh, like um, oh, I'm, I'm well aware I don't know of if it's it Ni- you know so yeah, oh, I love I, it. yeah, yeah it's my favorite Nigerian oh food. man I loved it. <laughs> I love it and for some reason everything I've tried and eaten when I went back home it was like you know I got the best you understand so yeah some of the things I didn't really like so much you mm-hmm. know like here in Europe okay pepper soup uh, I don't but the one I tried in Nigeria it was delicious yeah. like seriously so I was like I was happy so it's uh, like I said the weather food mm-hmm. and family you know you just can't beat that you know and uh, I'm from a big family my mom's got a lot of brothers and sisters uh, my grandma was there, you know, I saw some of the similarities between, between my mom and my grandma. So I just mm. felt, you know, I felt, I felt like I haven't seen these people in 22 years. Yeah. Some of them I never met because like my cousins were f- down from the age of four till like 20, tw- sorry, till 19. Mm-hmm. So I didn't meet none of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I just got to know them and now we are like connected. Like, yeah. you know, we can start building from here. So There's no better feeling than very, that. Very, very important. So I really f- came back and I was like, okay, I'm ready to work now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it like being the only boy with four girls? My father, you know, because he was sailing and he wasn't at home a lot of the times, you know, he was, he was absent a lot of the time. Unfortunately, I have to say that I really tried to take, play the, um, role of the you know of the man at yeah, home. The you know, yeah exactly you know it's, it's natural I guess so um, I tried being you know dear to support my mom and I also tried to be you know like a father figure for my younger sisters my three younger sisters and uh, and I'm still learning how to be you know how to be a good man because I think that's the role like okay being a fighter being this being that at the end of the day you know you have to be a a man you have First to and foremost yeah so you know you have to be a man you have to take care of your family yeah. you have to take care of the people around you and I'm you know I'm still striving to be you know to be it was hard for me not seeing a lot of examples it would be really helpful for me had I found my um, you know somewhat I could you know hold into yeah a role model but what actually happened to me is that I found my passion in fighting mm. and um, that was like I almost, I was almost 20 when it happened, you know, so, but when that happened, it's like something just clicked and I was so focused on one thing that um, martial arts and reading, you know, reading, I was reading lots, I was reading like 50 books a year Wow. and that was also something that was making me grow and of course, if you're reading that much, you stay away from trouble. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, because you get into the habit of, you know, okay, I train, I eat, I go home, you know, I was spending time on my own, like kind of growing, you know. Um, so I think that was, those were, except, you know, me finishing uh, my studies, um, that, was, that was one of the best things that I did. And I was also challenged to do that by another fighter who told me, that, hey, man, I, you know, I read, I read lots of books. I was like, how many did you read? I was like, maybe I thought maybe 10 books. And he told me he read 80 books mm-hmm. in, you know, two years. I was like, really? And, you know, <laughs> I was inspired. Yeah. You know, so I was inspired. Like, man, that's like, you know, I like the guy. I love the way he, you know, he, he fought. And at the same time, he was uh, intelligent, you know, and a good guy. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, my inspiration. I was inspired. So I hope all the people there out there who are searching, who don't know the way, you know, that they find the inspiration in the right things, you know, that's, that's crucial. For sure. Yeah. How did you find that? Can you take me, you said you started when you were 20. How did you find this passion? As I was, before I was 20, I was playing uh, football, which mm-hmm. is soccer here, you know, for you guys, but yeah. it's football, right? Mm-hmm. So I was playing football. I played it for about nine years. 
and I was pretty good. I was pretty good, but not good enough to make it, you know, my job and to be earning money. Okay. So once I, I was on trials in Spain, I was lucky enough to get to, to Spain. You know, there was a manager back in the days, Mr. Darlington. I'll just remember his name. Uh, he was a Nigerian as well. He saw me, he took me to Spain for the trials. And unfortunately, unfortunately for me, they told me that I'm not the kind of player they're looking for. So mm. I was very heartbroken at that time. And I was just 19, but at the same time, you know, like I said, I was hoping this is going to be the thing. I was ready to give up my, uh, my studies because I was on the first year of studies. I was ready to give it all up so that I start, you know, playing, making money, supporting my family, yeah. you know, but it didn't work out. No, that was God closing one door, yeah, opening another for Exactly. You. I was, but I also knew, you know, I spoke to my mom, you know, how disappointed I was, you know, she, you know, called me on the phone, told me she's proud of me, you know, she's always been so. Um, so I was like, okay, okay I'm just going to give it. And at the same time, I already knew, I had this deep love for martial arts all my life, you know, so it's not like, oh, I went. No, it was in me, you know. Mm -hmm. I fought and I always got very excited when, when, when I was fighting. So I said, when the, the moment I landed back in Poland, straight away I went to a club, to a gym. Mm. The same day I went for, for training. Wow. And two months after that, I had my first fight. Oh, snap. <laughs> two what? months. I'm telling you, and after that, everything was just going so fast. Yeah. It was like, you know, I understood, I then understood why I couldn't be so successful in football. Because I didn't have that love. Because I found my true love. All I was doing was watching videos of fighting, fighting, training, looking for people I could spar, looking for where I could fight. Mm -hmm. That was all that was in my mind, you know. So I was like, look at, this is, this is what the real dedication is, you know. Mm -hmm. And in football, I wasn't really watching games. I used to, I loved playing, but I didn't watch the games. I didn't, I didn't study it like yeah. I did with... You didn't fall in love with man, studying. And this, I was like, I, it just felt like a journey, you know. So I, yeah. anytime I even speak about it, I get so excited because it was, it was beautiful. Izu's fighting career has evolved since the beginning. Just four years after leaving football and getting in the gym, he became the heavyweight kickboxing world champion. With nowhere else for his kickboxing career to go, he picked up the gloves and became a boxer, going 18-2 with 15 knockouts. Now, he's taken to the mat and is becoming a mixed martial artist. Why the change? Why boxing, kickboxing, MMA? Um, mainly because I wanted to grow. Kickboxing, I didn't have the opportunities. I got to a place where I was like, okay, what do I do? You know, I wanted to grow. I wanted to get better. I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And in kickboxing, like I said, I achieved a lot. Of course, I could still develop some things, but it was me traveling to, you know, uh, Holland, me bringing out coaches from, uh, from abroad, from uh, Białoruś, uh, White Russia. And so in a way, I wouldn't say that I was jammed, I wasn't, but I was in a place where I was like, okay, so what's my next step? Mm -hmm. And I decided, okay, let me, you know, challenges, you know, that's, you know, you got to keep going. Okay, right. let me go, let me learn, let me see. It's either it works or it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And um, once I made that step, I also like to finish stuff. So I kept going, I kept going, kept pushing. But the thing is that I lost something there, you understand? Right. It's like, you know, after that I say, I don't think I'm going to fight because if you don't have that something, there's no need entering a ring or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But it, w it wasn't that, you know, I took, I took some, it took some time. I went back to kickboxing and I was like, uh, what was lost is that I didn't have the passion for it anymore. Like, yeah. you know, unfortunately, um, in one of my preparation for my previous fight, my coach died, you know, oh, I man. died. Yeah and, he was, um, yeah, and he was like, you know, he was an icon in this place, you understand? So 
Um, after that, we, got, we brought another good coach from abroad, from Spain. Um, and he was doing a good work, but honestly, you know, I still tried to keep going because, you know, he made the decision. A lot of people were counting on me. A lot, a lot of people thought that I can do it. I can be, mm -hmm. but, you know, I, I can now say um, with, uh, with, with peace in my heart that I'm happy yeah. that that road is over, you know, because yeah. I just, you know, had I won my last fight, I would have to keep going. Mm -hmm. You understand? It's true. It's, it's, it's horrible because I know, you know, I feel, I talk to myself, man, I'm better than that guy, you know, I shouldn't have lost that fight. Mm. I'm better than him. He was very determined and stopped and he came for me, you know, but I'm better than like, you know, he beat me, but it's like, it didn't be, there was something in me that just didn't want to continue this road, you know, mm. but had I known, had I known that I would be, you know, facing this kind of com in internal conflict during the fight, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't get in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, I wouldn't have known otherwise. So right. I got to the fight and I just, I just couldn't fire my punches, you know. I mm. just couldn't, I, could, I couldn't, you know, do it. And I know why, why it happened because I didn't want to continue this road. I was yeah. tired. Other people are facing the same thing, maybe, you know, working a job, they're not feeling it anymore, you know, but they're still getting paid or, you know, they've been doing it all their life. There's, you get to a point in life where you have to make a change. If you don't make the change at that stage, you, you will suffer later in the future. You're already suffering, actually, right. you know, but so with this being said, I believe that uh, even though uh, losing the fight uh, was very painful for me, it was also... Um, you know, something that showed me that, you know, I can deal with that, you know, it's like nothing broke in me. I just had to lose the fight so I can make another step into something else, you know. Mm -hmm. What keeps you motivated? Um, I don't stay motivated, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't stay motivated, but right now I am, and it's because the, I have my elements in check. Like I say, I have my spiritual life, my, my faith, very important. And then like my mental, I'm also taking care of that. And my physical obviously is the training and the uh, sparrings and all of that. So um, yeah, I try to stay away from more kind of drama or like just from junk, like, you know, like uh, TV, <laughs> yeah. fast foods, like yeah. partying, all of that, just all that garbage stuff. Garbage in, garbage out. Exactly, all that garbage is out of my, my life right now. So I'm really focused on the right things and uh, then it's much easier to stay motivated this way. Do you have any current goals? Yeah, like, you know, I want to keep, um, this year I really want to grow, like, uh, spiritually. What mm. I'm saying by that is like, you know, I kept going with God, it was for me, it was like back and forth, back and forth. I was like, oh, you know, I'll live my life the way I want to live, then I'll go back and I'll say, oh God, you know. But now I really want to go grow spiritually. So at the end of the year, I would really love to say that, you know, I've covered a part of the Bible, which I, you know, I'm back to reading it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, I've learned how to actually trust him more and uh, which is hard, you know, it's hard for every human being sure. to, you know, to trust God, you know, trust the word of God, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's important to me. I don't know if some might think it's crazy, but it's really it's important. Crazy. It's important to me. And uh, I can't, you know, I can't go back from this. This is what I have to do. What's your ultimate goal? I would like to, um, to really be a good Christian, which means to, to be, uh, to live like Jesus Christ. And, more Christ-like. Uh, yeah, more Christ-like. So it's really important to me. I've, I mean, I've done lots of things. I've done lots of 
stupid things. Uh, we all have a lot of uh, yeah. It's just different levels. Man, you look back at that stuff and you say yeah. like that was stupid. I'm yeah. not gonna do that. When I have kids, I'm gonna make sure that yeah, I'm gonna I'll tell try. Them. Listen, I will try. Yeah. I will try. So the, and you know, I would I would really love to have a family of my own. You know, and definitely what I'm doing right now is I'm preparing myself because my mind still wasn't right for me to 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 be ahead of the family. Um, so I, that's what I think. Be more Christ-like, you know, be, have a family and, uh, you know, try to raise, you know, your kids uh, in, a, in a godly way. Because, mm -hmm. you know, our time here is short and, you know, sure. it, goes, it goes so fast. The young Izo is looking at 33-year-old Izo. Mm -hmm. What would you tell him? Hey, I would give him a big hug and tell him, hey, listen, it's all going to be all right. Mm -hmm. You know, just... Calm down, take your time, it's going to be all right. Yeah, and uh, probably, well, probably, <laughs> probably I'll pick up fighting earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why you say that? Because, you know, I stopped living with my mom when I was 18. And mm. she, I always wanted to fight. She didn't want to let me fight because she felt that I'm aggressive, that I'm this, you know, and I was. Yeah. Um, so I think I would have guided myself. Could I have done that? I would have guided myself into fighting, mm -hmm. into, you know, making sure that I don't get hurt, that I understand the game. Uh, obviously, if I, you know, if being a parent, you can care for, you know, for your child in a way that you know, okay, this is good for him, this is too much, and yeah. stuff like that, you mm -hmm. know. Because, like I said, I started fighting when I was 20. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So, so, so that's just it. And, but it's, you know, I could have started it earlier. Was your mom supportive of you playing sports? Yeah, but no fighting. No fighting. You <laughs> no can play fighting. all the football you want. <laughs> no just fighting. Just don't be out here fighting. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's okay. It. So, and I stopped living with her when I was 18. So mm -hmm. that's when I started thinking. I still went where what I wanted, I still did what I wanted to do. Yeah. You see, mom? <laughs> <laughs> it worked out, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, bro, I'm super excited to see your spiritual growth, your mental growth, and see you take this MMA journey to great, great heights, bro. It's been an honor to sit down Thank here and, and dive into you, your culture, your family. Man, thank you so much. Thank bro. you, brother. I will do my best. Yes, sir. Thanks you enough. got a fan right here. Yeah, thanks, man. That's Izu. I'm Chris Kosizi. This is African in the Sports. We out of here, baby.